Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Wednesday. I am in St. Louis with Andrew Collin. I still have sunglasses on because. My brutal laser facial yesterday left me looking um, the way I looked when I used the vibrator on my face. And I got, like, my eyes look like little, like, lion's eyes. They look tiny. Like, the the skin around them makes them look swollen, and I just can't handle it. No, yeah, but you can see off camera, but I'm not good. I mean, that would defeat the purpose. Yeah, that's a good point. People, because people will take that still image and be like, (laughs) this is who she is. And they'll upload it as my IMDb pick. You know, like, I just can't have that. (laughs) So instead, I'm wearing a pair of glasses that uh, Paris Hilton sent me. She sent me a gigantic case of of sunglasses. I'm not kidding you. This box is half the size of a room. And I was so annoyed because I'm like, what is this big thing? And then you open it up and it is a case. It's a display case that is as big as this table that you open up. And inside are six pairs of glasses in like foam. Like it's like a, a case that you would send to Macy's to be like, here's how to display this. 
I mean, yeah, a you, giant waste of materials. But I'm very grateful for the glasses. I like these glasses. I like They're this by look. Quay, you kind of You look like a cocaine DJ in Miami. Yeah, I feel <laughs> great. <laughs> it allows me to wear things that I wouldn't normally wear, but really want to wear because Paris said it was okay, and she <laughs> sent it to me, and I would be a bad friend to not wear it. Yeah, it is. It is interesting when you get it as a gift. Yeah. You can wear whatever the fuck you want. You're like, yes. it's a gift. I have it's to. Um, I feel bad for that person. Yeah, my nana is going to be so disappointed <laughs> that I don't wear these nipple clamps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Speaking of nipples. What about them? Um, well, oh, Noah color? and I were watching the... <laughs> Noah alerted me that Taylor Swift was going live on NYU's uh, commencement speech and that they were broadcasting it on YouTube live. And I didn't even know. And Noah told me. So I go on live and Noah made the hilarious joke from yesterday's podcast, Hamdrip, that you know Taylor Swift has like bright red lips. And Noah just said to me, it's like, I, I wonder, I guess her her nipples are cherry red. <laughs> It's funny. It's a good joke. It was a good and color it got me on thinking her. about what her nipples were, and I just stopped because that is not okay, and she does not want that. And but Noah and I really enjoyed the commencement suite. Noah, as someone who is not a Swifty, what I'm so glad that you, you are. What a good friend you are to alert. Give something. No, just to not even alert me to watch it with me too. Like she watched it. She has an interest in things that not only her friend, but obviously her the host of the show that she produces as an interest in and like tries to, this is what I want in every one of my friends, all my partners, romantic partners to see the world through my eyes, to try to give things a chance that you might not necessarily like to understand their friend, Nikki. And it really meant a lot to me. How long was the speech? 20 minutes. Yeah. Like 15, 20 minutes. And how was it? Okay. I felt like, this is speaking to us because it's the things that we talk about. She had a really great so portion so. on uh, cringe, on the word I cringe. I put it up on our um, YouTube or on our um, Instagram you did. for the show. Okay. Because she did something cringe. She did a cur thing. And then I, so I <gasps> the wine? highlighted. Yes. It was a good joke, but I was like, cur. And then right after that, she was like, you know, one of her lessons was live with the cringe. Just know that no matter what you do, you can't fight it. You will look back on your life and cringe. And cringe is just because the new cringe is what the hashtag I put on our on the post. But it was funny that that's how good she is. She says something, not knowing that it's but then she retroactively then gives gives ex- an excuse for being cur because she says i'm gonna keep being cur she said in 2012 i dressed like a 1950s housewife for some reason <laughs> <laughs> it is a, yeah it is funny at the time you think i'm fucking pulling this off this is my new look i've yeah. done this 50 million times yes. but at what point do you realize it's cringe and why does it suddenly become cringe because you, is it because of the times or is it because of you cringe is cur. don't like i i had a epiphany listening to it like anytime someone goes that's so cringe like my Bob Saget song, a lot of people said was cringe. Like anything that you can look at that through your life that's cringe, it is the same as k. You are trying to be something so that other people would think something of you. You would not do it in a vacuum. I I say that I would have sang that Bob Saget song in a vacuum. You don't know the things I do in a vacuum about Bob Saget that are not for anyone but me and my spiritual connection to the the past. You know, people who have passed. So it's like... But there are. But why put it out there then? Um, I don't know to help other people process what they're going through and to make it okay to be a little bit saccharine and ridiculous. But yeah. But what did you get from what she was saying about it? 
I got from the like stop trying to fight Kuh. just let it happen and that people are always going to try to bring you down and and uh, my favorite point was which she had the same thing that um Conan had said in his um you know his his last uh, monologue during the tonight show when he left because Jay Leno came back to take uh, back a job that he had already given Conan so um he played he was a um Oh, what's that word that we can't say anymore? You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, a Leno head. <laughs> a Leno head. <laughs> a Leno giver. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Conan. Uh, so I gave you this and you just didn't uh, handle it well, and I'm not ready to just go die with my cars. That's so, good. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Conan sounds said, like me if I did helium don't do, don't be cynical. And that's what she kind of said. She was like, one thing that is, uh, I think she was, it was on the heels of the cringe thing. She said, one thing that is often cringe is enthusiasm. Don't worry. Like, I, she's like, I love enthusiasm. And then, Noah, that reminded me of a thing you had said prior. When we were when we first tuned in, she was about to come on stage, and you were like, "Oh my god, this chat is insane!" People going like, "Taylor, Taylor, Taylor, OMG, mommy, mommy, mommy," <laughs> and you know it was hard to type all those things while I was talking to you, but I did yeah, yeah. Um, shoot off a fair amount of "mommy, mommies," but. That's why Swifties, and you go, I can't believe this fandom. I wish I loved something that much. I wish I had that much fervor for, uh, you know, you gave an example of your Carcass concert this weekend. Yeah, I was uh, in line to buy merch. I really wanted to buy a hat and a t-shirt. And the guy in front of me was such a huge fan. He had bought this like limited edition box set, a vinyl, a t-shirt, and a hat. And I, and I saw how much it, it rang up. It rang up for $190. And he was just like admiring it and like so happy and like hugging it. And yeah. I just was like so jealous of how enthusiastic. And then I saw him like all the way in the front row, just like going yes. crazy and being, and I just felt so like jaded. And I, I just was like, you know, I, I miss being, I don't think I've ever been, a f- actually I was. I was a fan of Guns N' Roses that big. And then oh it squashed. God. And I was just like, I just miss being a fan That's of something roses. so deeply. Yeah, it's and it's enthusiasm, that. and it's like it, Taylor encourages uh, this crazy enthusiasm and like who's, basks. Who's in Taylor it. a fan of? Does she ever? Does she oh, have fandom of other people? Uh, yeah, I mean, like she's honored people at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like uh, what's her name, uh, Carly. Uh, oh. No, Carly Carson? Simon. Um, she's. You know, I think Joni Mitchell, um, she is a, uh, there's been tons of examples of her, especially when she was doing the 1989 tour and she would bring people out. She was so reverential and like, but whose t-shirt would she wear? Like, have you ever seen her wearing a t-shirt? Yeah, she wore the 1979 shirt. Or, or 1975 shirt when she was dating a guy allegedly from oh. the band. So she's seen, she's she definitely would wear people's t-shirts, but um, no, I just feel like sometimes Tim McGraw. We could all be so self-involved to 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 release ourselves to being fans of things outside ourselves, and that's why I asked a question because like I have tr- like I like sports. I love sports. I've never I don't I think I've worn like a jersey twice in my life. Yeah. And really like well, I would the, wear if, we're doing maybe this, not a jersey, but like what about just a shirt with the logo on it? I know. I I just I I like the team. I just I've never been like, hey, we're we're doing great this year. I've never been that. And I don't know if it's a. I I think I do it to attract other annoying people that I can't that I, that care myself. about it too. Yeah, 
Yeah, no. That, like that's that what I sense. like is when girls are like, I like your shirt, and then I'm like, yes, it, you get it. You like, and I love when I see other girls with Swifty stuff because I'm just like, they. We are the. It's almost like we came from the same hometown, or we went to the same high school. It's like that kind of like kinship. That's why, and I wear it to be like, because I know so many people think Taylor Swift is, like, they they just pigeonhole her as like this pop artist that is talks about boys, mm-hmm. and and maybe if I am wearing something of hers, not ironically, they might give her a shot and be like, okay, that woman has is a Taylor Swift fan. She seems cool. Yeah. But, but although sometimes I think that I probably just add to the wow, look at that crazy lady with Crocs and two dogs and a dogs an empty dog sling and um yeah and, yeah I, I was mean, going to check out Taylor Swift Starbucks orders for herself I always look like I'm going to a meeting where I'm like reading a bunch of other people but it's just me to pack up for the day so I don't have to keep going back to that Starbucks and they go you have a problem I go no I'm going to a meeting where everyone wants the same drink as me. <laughs> Oh my god, my They encourage your your addiction, which is nice because everyone's addicted. No, now. I mean like that's what I used to do like people who have food addictions will totally relate to this of like you want the I want the same thing for every meal and you get embarrassed. I've talked about this before. You get embarrassed going back to the same place even if you're addicted to cigarettes or something and you're like, "Oh my god, I already bought a pack there today and the same guy it's going to still be working there later. He's going to know that I have a prop like how could I've already gone? I did this with gum. I did this with uh, <laughs> caffeine. I've done this with Froyo. I would wait. I would find either another place that sold it and drive across town so I wouldn't have to see that person again. <laughs> because it's too, or a Subway. I used to get the same footlong sandwich every day, and I would try to keep it all day, but I would eat it in one sitting, and I uh, would always want another one because once you start a binge, you're just like, oh, I'll just keep going. Yeah. And um, I would just go. I would drive so far out of my way. <laughs> To not see another person that yeah. worked there so I wouldn't get the judgment that I got at the Starbucks downstairs the other day. But now I own it. Uh, I was joking when I say I get a bunch. Sometimes I get two because I just want them back to back, not because I don't want to go back into the store. But there is a slight shame of knowing you are doing addictive behavior that is n- abnormal. Oh, I do it at Golf Galaxy. and uh, What do you I, mean? I'll go in. I'll putt for two hours. I'll hit different clubs. I've traded in numerous amount of clubs where um and then they joke with me about the guy that's like can you believe this guy fucking trades in every fucking three weeks a new driver like it's gonna help him and it's not his horrible swing and he really isn't that good at golf i'm like wait i'm wait if you trade it in do you get (laughs) is it like you left the tag on you're like i haven't used this but they know no you just trade in for less so let's say you buy they they sell you stuff all the time yeah wow that's interesting no they don't i won't buy used stuff. i'll buy new stuff why don't you buy used stuff i should yeah, you should. Yeah, of course. Of course I should. But, but you think, is there a part of you that thinks it didn't work for the last person? Why would it work for me? Yeah, probably. And only uh, the new stuff works? Yeah, it's stupid. But I'm actually, you use, I sure. am kind of done with the, the trading up and the idea of like, oh, this will change. This will help me. Yeah. It's fun, though. There's some. There's an enjoyment with it. There's, a, you know, getting lost in it, the addiction of it. I was thinking about the fandom thing, though, too, about like, you know, we have some friends that are really close or that are in the locker room at times and they'll tell you stories about like how the players r- don't care <laughs> really at all even about 
winning or losing or mm. their fans oh. for that matter. So that leaves a little bad taste in my mouth too sometimes where it's like, oh, they don't give a shit about me. Why should I care about them? But then you're also in your living room screaming and going like, God damn it. Like, why why do that if it doesn't matter? If well, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't do, my dad does that a lot. Mm. My dad, you would think you're at the game in the front row and he just got hit by one of the players the way he yells. I'm jealous of that enthusiasm. Agreed. To be with you. I am too. Yeah. But I don't know why I, I, I get pessimistic about it. I'm like, oh, these, you know, I was really pessimistic. I mean, I'm not as What's much. What's been but... the biggest fan you've ever been of anything? <sighs> Tom Petty. Yeah. Seeing him in concert right before like, he died. Did was... you ever get into an obsession of like putting his poster on your wall and wanting to read every book and every little thing about him? I mean, I saw his documentary, which is but four were you, hours. Did you see it like as soon as it came out? And were you like in the like? Did you, I was did... really involved in yeah. it. And 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 seeing him live, I saw him live four times. I saw him right before he died with my brothers. We're singing every word. Like there's something. There's a, a do you know the story behind every Florida. song and like when it was not written that and stuff far. Like that? Not that far, but I know he's There's from Florida. Leaving of of mine to know every little detail. Yeah. I did it with the Beatles, but then that became overwhelming. Why? Because I think it was my first. Like my dad bought or? the anthology book. Yeah. Remember when the anthologies were coming out in like '96? It was like the second and 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 there's the the coolest moment I think for me and my dad ever was because my dad's just as big of a Beatle fan as I am, like a Taylor Swift fan, and. Um, when the Beatles anthologies came out, they they released new music that they found in like these tapes, and their um, one is called Real Love, and the other is fuck. It was the first one that was released, but it was um, that was like the coolest moment because I was maybe seventh or sixth and seventh grade, but I was it was the first time my dad and I we equally were like we're getting new Beatles music, so we heard a new song and we're just That's like. Cool. You know, it blew our minds to hear, and it was just like a, a shared moment of like such fandom. And also, he got me into Wilco. Like, there's, there's all those. Um, yeah, my dad moments. loved traveling Wilburys, and he loved Tom Petty. Yes. So there's definitely like, Daddy loved me. So yes. I learned the lyrics to you know American Girl. Yeah. But um, I've been obsessed with Friends, the the show. Yeah. I used to get all the books and read every single piece of information I could about him. I've been obsessed with Dave Matthews. Counting Crows, Wilco. Um, Any boy bands? Were you two or two? No, I. You know, I you was just, just a little missed. bit too uh, old for Backstreet Boys and yeah. Sync, and young for and, new and, kids. and old for uh, young for new kids and old for obviously One Direction. I'm old enough where girls had jean jackets with like their f- Donnie. I don't know who fucking that picks would be Donnie. So cool. That girl's pretty cool that she yeah. picked Donnie. <laughs> you know, that was the whole thing That's though. Like the Joey. It's like this is. You know, this is who I am, this person in this band. It's just looking for identity for sure. Yeah. Let's go to break and talk about more stuff when we get back. Andrew! I'm over the shoulder of a young lady, but I'm not creepy down the block. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? 
Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girlbomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. And we're back. Um, what's been... Uh, I'm, I'm Can I ask you a question about yeah. the lyrics thing? Because we yeah. were talking about lyrics. I, I could, I've learned... As we saw yesterday, I'm extremely lyrical. But no, I've <laughs> I've learned like songs before, but I'll I could know the words to songs and not know like, the meaning. The meaning mm -hmm. or play the story in my brain. Noah Re is not a lyric head either, we've learned. Oh yeah, you're not a lyric head either. Yeah. It's more of a feeling, I guess. But she doesn't even memorize them. Recently I've been right? I've been looking <laughs> yep. at oh, you don't even memorize them. I've been looking at like lyric genius or whatever or whatever genius. Yeah, yeah. And and really going over like Sturgill Simpson, Jason Isabel. What does it mean? Like, why are they saying what's these the, words? What's, what's the buildup? What's the story? Mm -hmm. Like, what? Like, how did they put it together? Yeah. 
for the first time in my life. And I think there's a lot of people that know songs but don't know songs. Yes. Out there. And I don't know. There's just whenever a different I, kind of brain. Whenever I'm on the Instagram uh, playing music and people like request songs that I like known forever and then I pull up the lyrics and I'm like, that's the lyric? Like there's like moments like that and um, – yeah, you you. Uh, Would you take the CD and and read? Oh yeah. my god! I mean, with the ones I love, yeah. you know, not with every single song, but I loved. <laughs> there was something about the holding notes. it, right? Like, oh, like, I uh. just loved, and I loved because so much of Dave Matthews is like harness and a homie harness and a one and like the you're Pearl like, Jam yeah, uh, yeah. Stuff. and yeah. so you would need to know what the fuck he was talking about and thank god for liner notes um TikTok is really funny with that shit with Pearl Jam have you seen oh, oh yeah, yeah oh there's like, one oh. where there's like a sign in some you know <laughs> Denmark I, or something. Oh, they're like, just breaking down the lyric, yeah. and there's just like what he's, what they think he's saying versus what he's. Oh my yes. god, it's the funniest shit ever. But yeah, so you wouldn't know until you read it, and then, right, or I would think I would know, and then be so like. There's a lot of Taylor Swift ones like that where you know in the subreddit people will be like, "What did you think this was?" and then what was it? And there's tons that um, I can't think of any right now that I always. Oh, I this is a weird one I do. And this is oh, this is for a very select group of people. Oh God! This you break is down weird. The letters. So, they're in blank space. She goes. Um, uh, so hey, let's be friends. Uh, you know, it's like, wait, I forget what the, it's something before something. Hey, let's be friends. Um, I could be. But hold on. Dressed as a blank space lyrics. I'll find it one second. Oh, okay. Uh, she goes, new money student, I, I can read you like a magazine. Ain't it funny? Rumors fly. And I know you heard about uh, me. And so, hey, let's be friends. I'm dying to see how this one ends. Well, when I was listening to the Serial podcast, the first one, do you know with um, oh uh, Amnon? Uh, Adnan, yes. And he Adnan. murders. Does anyone remember the name was of the, the girl, girl he murders? Sohei? No, her name is Heyman Lee. Oh, her name. Yeah. Her first name was Hay, and so when she goes, "So hey, let's be friends," I picture Taylor Swift <laughs> saying hello to the woman that was murdered, and I don't know what is wrong with me, but I always think of, uh, "So hey, let's be friends," like she's befriending this um, Asian girl yeah. in, in the year two thousand. Yeah, there was and another part in the commencement speech. I had to like write it down that I wanted to bring up to you. Yeah. It's the part where she was talking about um, how she never gives ad advice. Unless mm -hmm. someone asks her for it, because throughout yeah. her career from starting young, she, young, she's always gotten unsolicited advice from like executives and this and that. And she says, she goes that like she, she she always had this in the back of her mind that if she made any mistakes, all the children of America would grow up to. If she didn't make any mistakes, all of the children of America would grow up to be perfect. Yes. Do you remember when she talked about that? Yes, and because she said that so many people said, you're setting an example for young girls. Oh. And so don't mess up. And that if she did mess up, they would all be fucked. And if she did, didn't, she, they would be okay. So it was like on her shoulders. The more fans she got, the more like she, she was the perfect. older sister for yeah. all of these young people. She was like, they're, yeah, that was interesting. And that's, I always... I always cite that as an example of like, I've heard that before from people who mean a lot to me of saying, what you did here is a really, girls are looking up to you and this is really not a good look. 
And I don't know. I've never really struggled with being a good example. And there have been people writing to me about like, hey, the way you talked about food today or like you feel fat, like that really made me feel sad. And that's like not a good example to women. And then I catch myself and I go, yeah, you're right. Like I was just in a bad state of mind. But I always argue like I it was way more detrimental to me as a young girl to see people being like seeming like they were so okay with their bodies and like the way the world was and acting like everything was okay. I think that this fake body positivity is way more harmful to women than women just skinny women being like, I hate my body and it sucks and I don't know why. Like that that at least addresses the issue of like I'm I know that this is wrong to say but I'm struggling with it. So you don't feel then bad. Like I know that that can make you feel bad if you're bigger than that girl to go like, well then she probably thinks I'm fat. But what it deals, what it then causes us to address is this skinny woman thinks she's fat. What is the issue here? As opposed to this, as opposed to everyone being like, I love my body. And if you don't, you're failing. So I just, I think lying, even, even if the truth is something that's really ugly, lying is worse than that. For um, a future generation, I guess. I guess though, it's like, what if someone is completely happy and completely content with being overweight or be like well, they, they really uh, feel then it they can and say own it. it? Yeah, but then I. But know, I know. But do you think that they're that real- they're? I know for a fact women who claim to love their bodies, yeah. and then I know that they don't. Well, I mean, there's a big thing going on right now with the Sports Illustrated cover. I don't know if you oh, saw it. Oh, God. And I hated that cover so much. Not the fact that they put a bigger girl in there. The fact that they put an older woman on there. It was all, It's all just such, here you go. Yeah, we are woke. And yeah. then, what, what, we still have Kim Kardashian. Does this make up for it? I posted something. They, where had, I, they hedged. They hedged. Yeah, yeah, I posted something. I posted that. I took it down immediately because I was like, I don't want to get pulled into this. But I posted the old woman cover and I go, does this make up for it? And I was going to dot, 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 this. And I was going to do Kim Kardashian. It's like, no. We see through it. No one is jerking. Sports Illustrated is to jerk off to. No one's jerking. No one should be jerking off to a 68, 70-year-old woman in a waterfall. I'm sorry. That's weird. She's still beautiful, but it doesn't belong in Sports Illustrated. Like, what are we doing here? It's fine. Like, she's a beautiful woman. Yes. I, I would kill to look like that woman. I'm glad she felt herself. I think women should be in swimsuits. Yeah, sexualize them all you want. But but they were not actually, they don't actually. The, they the, don't care. Sports Illustrated doesn't care. The photographer who is some catty little bitch who makes girls feel bad about themselves. Because I've had photographers who are used to shooting models and they make you feel bad that you're not a model. They were not loving that shoot. They were like, oh, I got the old woman today. Like, it's no one behind, that was all orchestrated. Yeah. It was all performative. They want clicks. They you know want what? people talk. They want us talking about it like we are right now. But you know what? I take it all back because if it does make older, if my mom sees that and goes, oh, maybe I could wear a swimsuit like that and be proud and like look stunning and a little bit sexual, fine. Like then that's good. Or the the bigger woman that you know Jordan Peterson gotten he's pretty much canceled now because he he was just being fucking mean. Yeah. Like this is not sex. What did he say? Well, his whole thing is he was like not beautiful, like very like not beautiful. Well, he ties Sorry, it, he Jordan. ties it into like the woke taking control. Well, it is the woke. I know, but I'm saying though, like it could just like you don't have to bring out that 
into everything. I don't know. I, I just felt like. I she, thought the older woman was the one that where I go, come on, guys. Well, he what, went, we he went after, and then a lot of people on Twitter went after him, and then he goes, Twitter is volatile, and people are coming after me, and then left Twitter. I know. Little it's baby. the crying bully, which was talked well, about actually on Sam Harris's podcast. I don't know if you listened to the uh, latest one. No. But the crying bully, the guy that's the bully, and then when it turns to him, cries victim. Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. But that the older woman, I will say, like, I will be 70-something someday, um, if I if my brain lets me make it that far, and I feel like I I will look back on that and be like that is lovely. I'm glad they gave her a chance, but it I I still want acknowledgement that we are placating you. We are we are playing a game. We want to get away with still being you know ogling women for being a certain body type and worshiping Kim Kardashian and giving this person who by all means, is setting bad examples for women with her diet talk and stuff like that. We want to still be able to support her. So um, if we do this too, it's yes. like when people, you know, Amber Heard donating, donating yeah. in quotations. It's fine. We all do it all day long where we go, I can have some of this if I eat the salad. Like Now, what if, what if they acknowledge did? Acknowledge that it's salad. What if they did all overweight women and all older, all older overweight women, if it was what? across the board, then I, how then would you feel about that? I, I would I, love I, it. I would think it'd be amazing. I would love it. I would no love hedging. it. Yeah. But that doesn't, then they can't come out with like another thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have yeah. to switch completely. <laughs> now, that's not to say I still, this is like, um, what's it called? Duality? Where, no, where they, well, <laughs> you know, where they, um, affirmative action, where you, you just acknowledge we are trying to alleviate a problem, which is there are too many of one kind of person represented here. Yeah. So we are purposely putting in people that represent another uh, minority, then that's fine. Just acknowledge that what you're doing, and maybe they did. Maybe they go, we're tired of having the same body image. We want to represent other people. But to me, being like, we didn't know that. We just realized these women are beautiful too. Come on in. No, yeah. no, 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 no. And there was a Native American. They've been woman here all along, and you've ignored them. Ever. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking about. Good. I don't know why, but I was like, I was thinking like, there's always like, they give you like one or, or two minorities or one or two overweight or one old yeah, lady. Yeah. And and people get crazy about it. That's what made me think like, what if Sports Illustrated was like, we're only putting in African-American women and it's all African-American right. women. All. Yeah. And maybe one white person. And just to kind of finally understand like what it's being seen from the other way. Yes. Like, I feel like sometimes they don't go far enough to well, show their Essence message magazine there's there's plenty of black no i, I know like but, that but that's a black magazine i'm yeah. saying i'm saying a magazine that oh, has okay. been predominantly white forever yeah i i like I, that would fucking for me that would be like oh okay they're mm -hmm. really showing a statement here but these like subtle like you know one or two yeah and it's like nike like taking on kaepernick and like oh we don't care about our sales we're we're woke and we're for him they know that it always helps them, but it's always about the bottom line, always. and that's what it—that's yeah. all it is. And just be honest about it. It's like when um, women on comedy shows, there's always one, but like, and if they try to do two, they go, "We got a woman already." Well, sorry, we we already booked a woman. It's just like now there's we're up to like maybe there can be like two per show, but the, if it's an all woman lineup, it would be like they you would have to call it something. Comedy yeah. cramps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ovary. <laughs> yeah. Ovary com. Yeah. I don't know, something something better than what we just came <laughs> up with. But, you know, plan it out. Yeah, I, I just, I, I look, I, 
it's an it's annoying where it's like you just talking I, to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Hey, my eyes are up here. Comedy show. Fallopian, fallopian funny. <laughs> These hips are okay. wide enough for childbirth. We line up. Have jokes. to go because we have a special segment coming. What up. happened? Oh well, we 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 boom 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 through the news. We get through it so fast that you don't even hear. It. Sometimes it doesn't happen because it's so fast. You Whoa. guys have to slow it down. Whoa. We I, went. Boom, we boom, are boom. a slow podcast. Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> We're just chill here. We're such. Ch- <laughs> Someone probably listens to us on point oh 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 four or whatever. I'm not joking you. My friends and I have a WhatsApp uh, thread that Noah is on, oddly enough. She's poor thing. You cert- turn those alerts off, Noah, right? Oh, yeah. It would be I, so I, I funny removed- for you to open your... Wa- Will you open your WhatsApp app to see how many messages you have unread from our group? Because Noah's in our group. It's me, Sarah, Lena, Noah, Robin, uh, Kirsten, um, and Taylor. And Noah dropped off like in August when, and, and obviously no one, we sometimes just talk to Noah and go like, Noah, if you do hear this, we don't care that you're not Aww. getting back to us. Just know that like, do not ever feel bad about not, because some of us drop off for like weeks at a time and like, it's just the most forgiving, awesome little place to be. But, um, we, uh, you we, speed it up. We talk about that in there because you can speed it up and everyone listens to, I listened to Robin. I think we talked about this. I've listened to Robin on 1.5 because she uh, is British and so sometimes, and she talks fast. I listened to Sarah Lena on two. I listened to Kirsten on two. I listened to Taylor on two. And for me, they just, they just listened on one. It's so funny that you've just made all your friends chipmunks. <laughs> I, I swear to God. And then when I, I talk to them in real time, I'm like, did you have a stroke? Yeah, yeah. Can you speed this up? I also listen to Chris's show, The Courtney Show, every day. And it's always like, and they have this one segment called, um, can't wait and they do a, a theme song it's called the the best thing I saw yesterday and they always just share like what something on the internet that they saw that was the best thing it's like can't wait to show my friends today the best thing I saw yesterday and it's like this funny song but every time I listen to it it's like goes that fast but then I was in studio the other day and it was like can't wait to show my friends today. And I go, you guys are taking up like a minute of the air with this song that is so is already slow at two times the speed. All right. Well, we have a very special think- segment coming up um, that we are going to do maybe monthly, which incorporates you, the listener. So stay tuned. We'll be back with that. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. 
It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. All right, we're back. So um, it's Wednesday, so we have Wild Card Wednesday. We just do different segments. We have a new one that is going to incorporate our listeners. It's time for Besties, besties as guesties. 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 Yeah. Besties being guesties. Yeah. All right, today on uh, the inaugural segment of Besties as Guesties, um, we are having on our bestie, M, who is Canadian and has a dog definitely making noise in the back. Dude, is it He's two been dogs? Quiet for the last 20 minutes. I have two. Of He's course. Been quiet the last 20 minutes. No, it's totally fine. So we uh, we relate to that. Um, M, we decided to have on because, you know, for the segment, we want to talk to besties who have stories and experiences, jobs, life experiences that we don't have and that we want to ask questions of. And so, M, you are a police officer, correct? That's right. Yep. And you you did a, a, a Fanthrax, right? And that's how we knew about you being a police officer? Yeah. Yeah, I was, it was like 3.30 in the morning and I was just making notes from a call and I had noted that there were were several occupants in the car and I laughed at myself for several thinking that several. Andrew would, yes, the several thinking Andrew would think it was like a clown car with like hundreds of people and it was just three. <laughs> uh, was it some kind of riot then? <laughs> it was probably a riot. every time. Every time I use that word now, I laugh. Several. Um, okay, so my first question for you is, 
how how did you be what did you always want to become a police officer or was it something you kind of fell into how did this happen for you I actually was a teacher before um and I don't really know where the the change came from or where the switch flipped but I just I found that I wanted something a little more challenging I think a little more exciting so um I applied at 27 to become a police officer and got on pretty quickly and it's the greatest job in the world to me. Every day is exciting. Every day is different. Um, and it's just always super challenging. So that's kind of what led me to that. Was, is it different being a, a female police officer? Like, are you, uh, there's not that many, I'm guessing, uh, as many men? Yeah, I would say uh, the ratio would probably be maybe like one female to like every maybe 10 to 12 men. Okay, so probably the same as comedians. Yeah. probably oh yeah you know um do you what is what during your training to become a police officer was there anything that you were like oh man i might not pass this like what was a thing that you didn't expect or which was really hard because i always think about the like the training and like how they try to weed out the week yeah i think the physical stuff at the beginning i was i think overwhelmed by just because there's it's not different for men versus women because you don't go to calls as you know, the men are going to go because it's a bigger part. Yeah. You, you go because you're there. So some of the, the training in terms of the fitness stuff, um, you just have to train really hard. Um, you know, CrossFit style, very cuh, but, um, you just, <laughs> you, you get through it. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's manageable. Is it like a driver's test where you just have to, t- you know, pass it once and then you can kind of let yourself go. Cause there's some cops that like, you know, could not run, you know, a mile after themselves four years ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to let him go. I'll get the next guy. We'll get him. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, at least up here. And I actually, I think in the States too, um, you, there's like fitness testing that you have to pass before you can get hired. And then like when you're at the police college or like in the States at the Academy, there's a lot of training, but then you get hired and it's just kind of like, we just want to keep you because a lot of cops are quitting and retiring. So I, I think they lower the bar a little bit once you're hired so that they just keep Literally officers on the road. Over. <laughs> um, what, what, um, is there fear in your mind when you think like, oh, I might have to pull my gun. I might have to shoot my gun. Like, did you think about that before? Like the idea of being a cop is cool, right? You're like, Ooh, I'm on the beat. Yeah. I get to put on a uniform yeah. every day. I got a stick. Like it's kind of, it's just, oh, it's like stick. a kid's dream. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got all the fun things, handcuffs, you know, and then you get out of the bedroom. What, what? <laughs> w- no, but like, did you ever fear that and think about being in a situation that was life or death? And how did you train your brain to eventually, and have you been in those kind of situations or things that you maybe never thought you'd be in, but you found yourself in? Yeah. So it's definitely not like the movies where, you know, there's all this big excitement with those kind of gun calls and stuff like that. But there's two things that they teach you about when you're training and you don't get to replicate those things until you're actually in the situation. So one is tunnel vision and the other is auditory exclusion. So when you're in a heightened situation where you're facing, say, I had an, I had a situation where um, a teenager had a knife to her own throat. She was, you know, suicidal and obviously in a major crisis. And when I got to the call and actually located her, I didn't realize until I actually got there that she did have a knife to her throat. So she's standing there. She's got blood up her wrist and she's got this knife to her throat. And I didn't hear, I couldn't hear my radio. I didn't hear anybody around me. All I, it was like a straight tunnel just right to her. And then it was like, I'm just yelling to her, you know, drop the knife, drop the knife. I want to help you. 
and all that's from my training. It's like my brain didn't even process what was happening or I wasn't aware of it. I just, my training came out and then it's like all of a sudden I blinked and I had like five other officers there and we, you know, we got her on the ground safely and we got her apprehended and took her to the hospital. But it's like your training kicks in and it's like all of your other things. Like I wouldn't have been able to hear a, 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 a train behind me. It's like, I right. just, yeah. So it's so crazy. Is that from doing it re from repetition when you're training? Because that kind of instinct D doesn't lock in unless you've done it so many times over and over and it becomes habitual. I mean, is the training extensive like of, of putting you in those positions over and over so that you can just click into it? Yeah, I would say like maybe not so much situational, but like when we do our, you know, like our firearm training, we do a lot of, you know, pulling your gun and issuing commands, like drop the gun, drop the gun, drop the knife. I want to help you. Um, so you kind of just get that instinct when you pull your taser out or you pull your gun out, you're automatically saying those things. And then I think it all just kind of clicks and you're also going to a call. You, at least I, I'm kind of playing worst case scenario in my head. So if I'm going to a call where it's like, Oh, you know, gunshots were okay. heard, and we, we get those a lot and it's, you know, fireworks or a car backfiring, but mm -hmm. you play the worst case scenario in your head and kind of anticipate how you're going to respond. I, yeah. And uh, so on the way there, you're almost running through what you will do in this circumstance so that when it actually happens, it just goes naturally. OK, what were you going to well, say? Andrew? Cops, obviously, in America, the last few years, I mean, it hasn't been the best PR for them lately. Does that transfer over to Canada? Do you guys talk about how the cop system is in America and how, you know, maybe certain bad cops aren't called out by good cops? And do you deal with that in Canada? that that you know the backlash that happens in america and also the people have less guns in canada correct or am i wrong like the the gun laws are different there so does yeah. that help you at least show up on a scene where you're like okay it's let's just say if you were working yeah. in america would you be a little bit more scared <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah um the yeah the gun situation down there is uh in, in my opinion terrifying um yeah. up here we have a lot of legal guns and that's kind of the scary thing because i mean at least down in the states you know you're a lot more aware of who has guns and people i think that most people have more of a respect for guns at least i think just because they own them they've grown up with them whereas here it's not the case so um yeah it, it can be a little scary i guess when it comes to the gun stuff for sure but why but sorry not tasers why don't you just tase everyone uh, like instead of shooting them like tasers just seem like such a great tool to just completely like the girl with a knife to her throat just taser immediately like well, why why try to um you know convince her to drop and this might uh, this is obviously ignorant because it's not the way it's done so why not though because you if i got tased the knife would like wobble and then i drop it you know so we yeah so we we did have tasers out on her we tickle them we, we, <laughs> Or that. Pillow fights. Um, Why not pillow fights? Why not gently whisper in their ear and then lick, lick the lobe a Why not put a little laser pointer in their eye? That's annoying. Yeah. Okay, go on. I like all these suggestions. I will pass okay, them Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, bring um, them up, up to the next force meeting. To the deputy. Yeah, so, um, yeah no, Girl. we had tasers out. We had tasers out on her. We didn't have guns out on her. Um, the taser has okay. certainly, like, I go to my taser very often. I'm not a big person. I am five foot three. I'm not going to win in a fist fight with a lot of people. Um, I pull the taser mm -hmm. out, and a lot of the time, it, it's funny, too, because you pull it out, and you know right away who has been tased before, because the second you touch it, they're like, no, 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 I'm good, man. I'm good. And I'm like, yeah, you've been oh, tased Oh, wow. <laughs> because yeah. they, have you been tased before in your training to know what it's yes, like? Yes, we got, yeah, we got tased. It is and hell for five seconds. What does it feel like? 
it feels like imagine a lightning bolt going through the top of your head and coming out of your foot for five seconds oh god so it's it almost sounds worse than like i'm reading this columbine book i I don't mean to act like some kind of expert on gunshots but everyone who your glasses say different i (laughs) <laughs> I, they do look like range glasses. Yeah. Columbine yeah, is my yeah. new. Uh, they do look like range. Oh my glasses. god, that's so yeah. funny. Um, no, it's every you know, and we've heard this a million times. You get shot, people just go, "Oh, someone just shoved me from behind." Like it, a lot of times, doesn't even disable someone in the way that you think it would because your adrenaline in that situation. Neither does a taser, so, though. A taser sometimes will will people not be debilitated from a taser? I mean, I feel like that always. No, I've seen people yeah, on drugs so, rip them out. Like, oh, fuck, well, yeah, and that's really so, scary. Yeah, what are then those you're like, little what things? The Why are there strings on the taser? I thought it's all electricity. <laughs> no, it, it is. So it goes through those. It's called. It, they call it neuromuscular incapacitation, which basically means for five seconds you can't move anything in your body. Every single muscle seizes up. It is the worst pain. It's like you know when you get a like a calf cramp at night. It's yes. Like, that, that over everywhere. your whole body for five seconds. Oof. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. So, um, wait. I have what a question. Is, oh yeah. I have a, Noah, okay. I guess you can ask. Yeah, go ahead, Noah. If you want to get paid. I want. I want Em to tell us about the call she had for stolen clothes. Uh, okay. So <laughs> was her name um, Nikki in two thousand seven? <laughs> so. And this, this was like a very, and so this is when people think, you know, policing is exciting. This is just such a run of the mill call. So this girl called in saying that she, um, her, her jacket and a bunch of her pairs of her boots were stolen. Several pairs of her boots were stolen from her, like the front entrance of her apartment. And she had like a shared front entryway and then a doorway into her apartment. And I got there and she showed me the area and I said, okay, like I'll step in and we can take your report. So I step in and I'm facing her and she's telling me and I look up at her and there's a big like a shelf behind her and she's got this massive white dildo on this shelf just (gasps) sitting out like a decorative piece. And I don't think I heard. Yeah, I don't think I heard a word that she said because I couldn't. (laughs) 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 They're going to be a train behind you, which there probably was uh, lining up to fuck this girl. Next thing I know, there were five other women cops. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so funny. So did you mention was, the dildo or what? Like I couldn't. I was g- so I was so distracted and I was kind of hoping that she would notice my eyes just like gazing at that giant dildo. This thing was massive. Um um I got to wonder uh, you know whenever I encounter a cop for some reason I like even talking to you I'm I picture you are on our, a screen in our in our room here. And it looks like you're almost bent down talking to me through my door of my car and you're issuing a ticket. Like I, there's there's an instinct in me that wants to apologize profusely, <laughs> sh- like kiss your ring, do whatever I can to kiss your ass. Like I, I almost don't think of cops as humans and I want to like normal people let like even in passing when, you know, I'm walking the dog and there's a cop that walks by, there's a guiltiness that, you know, sh- falls over me. Do you remember how you used to look at cops and is that or or like as just a normal pedestrian or pedestrian you know just a normal person that is a non-cop do you remember how did you ever have that with cops where like you just can't chill around them and do you now understand like do you see people tighten up when you walk by and is that the same in canada because that's the way it is here in the states we we definitely get tense absolutely i used to be terrified of cops and i was i've been pulled over a couple times and i remember just being absolutely terrified and thinking that they could do absolutely anything i had i never realized all the freedoms that civilians have until i became a cop and realized people will fight 
speeding tickets. They'll fight disobey stop sign tickets. Oh they will God, do anything. Yes. They'll video you. They'll do the most disrespectful things. And actually, this kind of lends to another story that I was telling Noah about and just how people treat cops and something that I never would have dreamed of. So um, we had to we went to a call where it was a check well-being call on a guy who he locked his roommate out. They were having a fight and he put like a bunch of like three or four inch screws in the door so that even if you unlocked it, you couldn't open it. So um, we got to actually breach the door, which was kind of fun because I'd never done that before. And, you know, hmm. breached it with my shoulder and we go in and he's fine. Um, the, the apartment was nasty. His, um, he hadn't had hydro. Um, so he like was shitting in his bathtub and it, it was, just, it was really gross. Hydro um, meaning like water, running, water. running water. Yeah. Like no running water in the apartment. Yeah. That sounds like just smelly. like an energy drink here. Okay. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> Some kind yeah, of weed. So, yeah. So, um, but as I'm as I'm leaving the <laughs> oh my god, shitting in his bathtub. I've been. I there. mean, you must see stuff like that all the time. <laughs> That's what I do love about cops is they seem very non-judgmental of the surroundings. When when you are, they're not going to judge your dirty car. Like they're just there to take care of a task. Even though, if, if, unless you have a dildo on the shelf. But go on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've seen you name it. We've seen it. But um, as I was leaving that call, I go back out to my car and. I had parked on just the side of the road and the front, the very front of my cruiser was just past a sign that said no parking on this side. So about a foot of my car was just past the sign. So I'm walking out and there's this homeless guy walking by and he's pointing at my car and I'm like, Hey, like just here for a police thing. And he looks at me and he goes, you're a two dick mouth bitch. Wow. A two dick mouth bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That Does mean, that mean you have a big that, mouth? That she could, f- yeah, fit in a two dicks. I, in mouth. Your mouth. I'm looking things. at it right now. It's it's beautiful. It's not the, the, <laughs> maybe two small dicks, too, <laughs> two tiny not, dicks. Yeah, maybe. not se- not several. It says a lot about that guy. But yeah, okay. And because of your car, because you were breaking the rules. I've yeah, everybody loves check. to point out cops. Oh, doing dude, like the that. amount that. that American yeah. cops break the rules compared oh. to you being a foot out, they'll park. The wrong way, take up the whole lane, and then if turn you, on their sirens if you even to look go at them, just they, to get somewhere faster. Oh yeah, yeah, and but they look at you like if you large, if you have a problem with it, yeah, they're like like testing you, like test please me, say bitch. yeah, please say bitch. something. I have a taser right here. I will say though, I think by and large, like mo- I don't think all cops are like like I, I I know a lot of people that are cops that are like good people, yeah, but there is something. That you must see on the force, and I will say this as a female comic, male comics are different than female comics. Like, you, the reason you go into comedy as a man, th- we have a lot of similarities in why we do it. Our mothers didn't love us enough. We want, we don't, we have low self-esteem. But there's, there's, you know, there's a pussy incentive that men have that women don't. Like, if you want to get a lot of dick, p- comedy isn't why you should, that's not something that women go into it for the dick. It just, that would never occur to us. Do you feel... As a female cop, that you went into it differently um, for different reasons than the men, and do you often feel like a lot of male cops can be kuh and are trying to like gain control of maybe this? You know, I love the Sarah Silverman joke. I don't know if you've ever seen it on her show. She gets pulled over, and he goes, "Ma'am, do you know why I pulled you over today?" And she goes, "You got all C's in high school." And I like that. There's like this deficiency that they're trying to make up for. Do you see that there are there are there bad cops within your force that you can go, oh yeah, and name them. <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah there's there's definitely that i mean it's it's like every job right you're gonna have bad teachers Assholes. bad lawyers bad doctors yes. yeah so um but it's like in my notes for this i literally wrote like cops are cut like there's so many They're that cuh. yeah it's like that and, like it's, it's, the the outfit and the, yes and the they status. And you'll 
Yep. And you'll the see power. them on like the dating apps or on their Instagram with their, their like uniform pictures. And it is just so cut. Like it's, I can't Oh my even... God. Do you wish yeah. that cut yeah. was um, illegal sometimes? Like, I feel like a lot of times goodness will get you pulled <laughs> over, like revving your engine, blasting loud music. Like, <laughs> do you feel, do you wish you could write tickets for cut? There are some fines that would be considered ca that have actual names, like, like, <laughs> like unnecessary, no- unnecessary noise from a vehicle. Um, yeah. That would, yeah, that's ca. Um, and then there's actually, I don't know if you guys have, what the equivalent is, but we have things called bylaws here. So it's like each region or city has its own kind of set of like rules to live by, but they're not like actual criminal offenses. So things mm. like um, we have we have a bylaw that I love. It's called hooting and hollering. So you can actually get a, a ticket, a fine for hooting and hollering. And oh so, my God. Public yeah, disturbance the, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. There's also, but one he's called, like, I wasn't hooting. I was wooting or yeah, like, you yeah. know, like what, what makes it a hoot and holler? I, I don't know. Just wooing <laughs> too much. Yeah. 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 yeah I think it's, it and that should be the way. Me. Like I'm so annoyed. That is so cool when people, it's a, it often happens obviously with, do you, here's my question. How much of the time when you are ready, writing tickets that are outside of like, let's say traffic, even though this is plays into it, where people are being, getting in fights, disorderly calls, how much of the time are drugs and alcohol uh, related to that? Like, I mean, every time, Brian. I honestly say if people would stop drinking so much and go to bed on time, we would not have calls for service. Like, That's what I say to people uh, in relationships who fight. I go... Uh, <laughs> If you uh, guys stopped like drinking, it would just no. You wouldn't have no more fights, or you the fights you would yeah. have would be in under control. Drinking contributes to, and, and obviously drugs, but drinking I think is the gateway drug to drugs. Like drinking is what is you know legal and so and permissible, but like so what when you pull over someone um, and you your first suspicion is probably always got to be this person's maybe drunk because they made an error or like you could what. Are there signs that you can tell when someone's driving that you are to look for when they're when they're intoxicated? What are things that drunk people do when they're driving that other people don't? And what's the funniest uh, encounter you ever had with a drunk driver? Because I'm sure they've said some insane things to try to get out of it. Yeah. So typically they're either trying to drive perfectly, but like going way too slow <laughs> and staying at stoplights for way too long. <laughs> Yes. Um, I love the perfect drive. But the- I heard, though, that dr- a lot of times really drunk drivers, they don't correct right away. Like, that's more of a high driver or, like, a driver who is just, like, not paying attention, you know, texting, on their phone. Yeah. And drunk drivers are a little bit slower at their corrections. Is that uh, a thing? Yeah. It's like bowl- It's like when you bowl with the bumpers up and it's just kind of back and right. forth and, yeah wow and then their yeah. eyes don't you look at their eyes and like when you do the little scan with your finger their yeah. eyes will tremble yeah when they go called, side to side called, if you're drunk yeah it's called horizontal nystagmus and their eyes if you're a sober person your eyes will track like windshield wipers on a wet windshield if you're impaired your eyes will track like windshield wipers on a dry windshield so they stagger and it's it's very oh. obvious it's a fun it's a fun party trick you should try it with your drunk friends what about what about um marijuana does that make you windshield wiper stagger like or like yep. uh, so any yep. kind of impairment will make you do the little wobbly eyed thing yeah and some cops will say the eyes don't lie and i say that's cuh. we don't say that Oh my God! It's Anything so rhymes, good. I guess. Wait, what are some other things that you you go? Oh, this is someone I don't even have to. Uh, oh, the, I will do the roadside test because this person 
I don't maybe I don't smell alcohol, but this is a thing that drunk people do because I think it's so funny how often people give themselves away. Guilty people, maybe not even drunk, just guilty. Um, they're usually very quick to answer and mm. very very nervous. Um, a lot of the time we get drunk people coming out of like drive-throughs. Like going to McDonald's. That's what that I was going to say. Thing. Why don't you just hang out outside Taco Bell My at 2.30 in the morning? A, he said, put a breathalyzer on the Taco Bell like, oh, speaker. Because yeah. 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 <laughs> we were like, I'll take two tacos. <laughs> Shout out to Clayton Champagne for that joke. He's a retired comic. But um, that's, we're going to finish up with you. What I want to know, and this is for my own peace of mind. What is something that you can tell people in dealing with cops that you would like advise people like when you were 26 and had never had anything to do with the force that you would have like maybe benefited from knowing maybe cop related or or non-cop related like something that you can tell the general public about what you know now? I would just say that like cops are normal people. They all have, you know, families, dogs, friends, like we're not robots. And if you just talk to us like humans, because this is how I am when I pull someone over, if they're nice to me, I have a hard time giving them a ticket unless it's something very egregious or blatant. Wow. I have a hard time giving them. If you're just nice to me, you say, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to do that. I, I'm sorry that I did that. It, it, if they're nice, I'm, I'm goes a long really way. It does. It I, does. I, I love be that. a nice person. I mean, I think um, that is so important, I think, because... I think so often people just get on the defense right away and they think cops are good because of the way you're portrayed in movies and also in America that we get on the defense right away. This person's going to be a dick. And a lot of times, let's be honest, they are. But I have gotten out of tickets before by just showing Your humility. Oh, humility. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call my left tit. Humility, humility. and integrity. Um, no, just humility and um, regret. And that, that's my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but I just show that will get you years and behind bars. I just am like, oh my god, that was so dumb. And also being like, you're right. Whatever you're gonna do for me, it's probably right because this was dangerous, and I needed to learn my lesson. I was in Mexico and I got pulled over by uh, a cop. What's what's cop in, in Spanish? Capo. Cop. So I got pulled over by uh, policia, and um, I will say that they because I was texting and driving, and I. And he was right, you know, like I wanted to make the excuse of I was looking for directions, which I was, but still I was distracted. You so often is texting and driving illegal in Canada? It is. Yeah. Is it a bylaw? OK, yeah. Um, which it should be. It's isn't it like don't you see it as like the number one thing with dr it's, it's like drunk yeah, driving at this point? It's super, it's super distracting and people don't realize that. So. Or how long they've been they on They don't their know phone. how long they yeah. look down. And you know that you're one of these people that has looked. I've done it before where oh. I look up and I go, I don't know how long that was. That's yeah. not a good sign. Anyway, the guy pulled me over and and I said to him, I was like, you're right. Like, I, whatever you want to give me, like, I need to pay the fine. I need to learn my lesson. Like, this was a wake up call because I like getting caught for things before they get worse. Like, when I got caught mm -hmm. shoplifting, I was like, I will never do this again. This is so humiliating. I would have kept going if I hadn't got caught. So it's important to be fine and penalized for things. But he goes, you know, it's going to be, it was $400 and whatever. I for, already forget what pesos are, but it was $400 American. And um, he needed cash which is suspicious, but you know, policia. Oh. And um, I was like, I don't have it. I have like $20 cash on me. And he was like, okay, well then I'll take your ID and, um, and you need to go pay tomorrow to get the ID back. I was leaving the next day. And he was like, and if you pay tomorrow, it's going to be $600 American. Oh. And I realized in that moment, I have two driver's licenses 
because I got I lost one and then uh, someone found the one I had lost and returned it. So I had two and I was like, oh, I'll just let him take it. Like, I don't care that four hundred dollars. But then I thought they might give this that might be in some record. And then the next time I go through customs, it's going to be a crazy thing. And they're going to have to get someone else to host F girl island or F boy island, whatever we F person island. And so um, I ended up paying it, but I paid him cash hand to hand no no write up of it but you don't that's where you go they can do anything and i do find that when i've been cuffed before by cops it is the worst feeling in the world which i'm sure you know that you give people that feeling where something changes when they get cuffed where you know you have no you don't know what's gonna happen to you you have no rights you are not you do have rights obviously but you just feel so. Have you ever been arrested? I mean, clearly, probably not, right? Um, I've never been. No, I've never been arrested. Yeah, would they let you in the force if you had been? I don't know. I've heard of. They don't even let you in Canada if you've been arrested for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people have maybe been arrested, but have like talked about it and been honest about it, and maybe shown yes. that they've changed. Because I don't think yes. it's a bad thing. People, I mean, people can change. People make mistakes. People fuck up, yes. and it brings a different dynamic to the job. So, could I be a cop at thirty? I'm about to be thirty eight in like a week. If I decided right now, like let's say I'm a Can- Canadian, could I? You think be a cop? Can you become a cop at thirty eight? And let's say I have no oh, yeah. record. Yeah, really? I had a I, yeah, I had a classmate at police college who was uh, in her forties. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's cool. And you know what's cool is that you decided to do something. You were already a teacher. What did you teach? I taught elementary school. Okay. What did you teach? Um, my last job I was teaching, I covered prep. So I taught like all the fun, boring subjects, like uh, music, art, all that stuff. What made you go, no, 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 this ain't for me? I just wasn't like satisfied fully. Is I was it, is kind it of easier for a kid to be quiet when you have a gun? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it like, helps. if I just had a gun, it's I never could too teach late. social studies. I'm sure there is a cutoff of age to become a police officer, but I think a lot of people think like 27, oh, I'm not going to have a career change Well, at that I think point, there's or... a lot of young cops, like really young cops, then yeah. I think that can be a problem because they're too young to really yeah. understand people. Your brain doesn't even finish developing until 26 or something. There's so. some New York we, cops we that I think young, are like 21. Yeah. yeah. We have some young cops and I... Yeah, I shake my and especially with how the, these young generations are now. I hate to sound old, but it it's problematic. What what's the biggest thing that you look at that you go, "Okay, the, these are dif- these kids are different than us." They're just they're entitled and they don't understand discipline. They don't have discipline because they just get everything handed to them. That's a that's a thing even in Canada. People aren't disciplining their kids or and they're not getting disciplined in school because teachers can't discipline because parents get angry at the teachers if they discipline. It's so bizarre. Anyway, that's another subject for another time. Um, thank you so much for talking to us yeah, thank from you. Canada. Thank you for being a bestie. Thank you for coming to our shows. We'll see you in Toronto, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I cannot wait to meet you again. We met you in Vegas already and you brought me Smarties, which is my favorite Canadian <laughs> treat. The only thing I maybe give into my, uh, you know, I can't eat them because they're vegan, but they are the best they're M- they're big M and M's. They're big Canadian M and M's. Yeah, they're delicious. They're not like the American Smarties, oh, which are dog they a, shit. They have like a, yeah. a yes. They have a crispy, like a, a harder outer shell. It's like a pretzel M M&M and M almost. And this brings me to my point: <laughs> talking to besties about Smarties. No, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, thank you, M. We uh, this. Thank you for being on our first episode or our first uh, segment of Guesties as Besties. Thank besties you, guys. as Guesties. Thanks, M. Bye, M. Thank you. Bye. I wanted to say like the Aloha of Canada, which is there anything that you say that's uh, sorry? 
Show Sorry. Up. Oh, she's Sorry. still here. I know. <laughs> How do you say bye in Canadian? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I we say we, Yeah, we say cheers a lot. Cheers. I don't cheers. Know. cheers. Uh, all right. <laughs> bye, girl. She's bye. Still- Thank you. <laughs> it, it took Emma a second to get off Zoom, and I just want to say, it. I made this joke on Conan of where you go yeah. from leaving a meeting to then the screen comes up again, leave meeting, and it leaves you this weird blank <laughs> space. I am so trained now to keep my smile on the entire time. I do it. I've done so much press for this. Welcome home, Nikki Glazer, question mark on E! Exclamation point Sundays at uh, 10, 9 central. But I go, bye, guys. <laughs> and, and the other day I did Caitlin Bristow's podcast and I did a uh, recording on my computer like for audio for backup just in case and uh, that interview's out now by the way no it's not yet I don't think anyway um, and the recording kept going after I had already said goodbye to them off Zoom and I knew it was still recording and I, I kept just talking like it was like I was like that was fun like I made it sound yeah, like because yeah. I knew that they might catch me saying something a little different or like just it's so insulting though when someone is like so enthusiastic and then immediately dead face oh. I got the best text from Caitlin though yesterday um, that said because uh, I went on her podcast Noah you'll love this Caitlin Bristow wrote me yesterday out of the blue which who won Dancing with the Stars yeah, I know. What did you say to her? It was so funny. I forget exactly. But you I'm were just like, saying, what's did it you... like? Nikki got last. What's it like to say? Um, or no, Nikki says she got first voted off. What's it like to say the, the first, first part of part that? Of that sentence. <laughs> she wrote, what is the book that you told me about on the podcast? And I wrote, Getting to I Do by Pat <laughs> Allen. And she was like, yes, haha, the book lives on talking with my girlfriend. I'm going to get so many girls into that book. Final thought. Um, She's engaged. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um I've talked about getting to I do so much obviously um on this podcast and on the U Up podcast. Uh I it permeates my life and is something that I think is many so so many valuable lessons and I also was editing my special yesterday and um or not editing it making sure it was color corrected properly um which it was. I got my friend's um husband to do it. He does like you know so many he's done so many people's specials and i'm so i got him at like such a good rate and he was so nice to do it anyway uh i saw the the color correction looked beautiful but i'm like can you make me a little bit more orange and i'm like i know no one wants that no one would ever want that but glazed dog do um but i was watching the special which took me forever to do editing it was hard enough and now it's already edited, so I can't make any more edit changes. This was just about listening to the sound and listening to and looking at the color. It comes and out when? I can't say yet. Oh. They're, they're forcing me to get this done so that they can start putting together clips gotcha. in the ad campaign. But this summer, this summer. And um, I will say I wrote to Chris because I was like, I can't watch this. I'm dreading watching it. I, you know, it's it's been since, I think, March or no, no, like February that I turned it in. Finally, and stopped making making edits to it, even though I made a million edits. Um, I said to Chris, this is so good, and I will never let myself say it's not. It is really good. I'm really proud of it. I will say, though, and I think I'm wondering if I should admit this in the press that I do for it. There is a, there's a dead spot in the middle. There's a middle part where I get into the book, and I have to set up the book to get us into some more things, and I am proselytizing the a little bit. The joke or book? 
No, the the um, to get into a series of jokes based on the book, I have to set up. This oh, book. the book. And of I didn't getting, okay. have enough. J- I look back and I go, there is a dead spot. Now I want to just say that does not negate watching the special. You watch a lot of things that have dead spots that aren't making you laugh the entire time. I contain multitudes. I can just have a. It's okay to have a section of stand up for about a minute and twenty seconds where it is just me rapid fire like explaining something. It's a la- you're allowed to just be interesting and not like boom ba boom ba boom ba boom yeah. whole time. Um I wonder though like there are things I look back on that I'm like why did you say like is it okay as someone who is presenting something to the world to say I love this. I think there's a lot of great stuff in here. It I I do think that it could have been better. I am better than this. And I don't want this, if this were the last thing I was judged upon, I would feel, no, actually I would feel okay about that, but I know you shouldn't judge me based on this for my entire career. Like, if you don't like this, don't turn so off what Taylor Swift me. was talking about. What do you mean? She said. Of like, yeah, this could be down. my 2012. Oh, right. We are so many things all the time. She was talking about that. She was talking about being a writer, and she goes, "You write differently on your Instagram stories than you do in your diary. Then you do it in an email with friends. Then you do in a caption on an Instagram story about a Mother's Day post. Like every, you are multitudes. Like me in this special was a slice of my life. At the end of me, I was doing my, I was recording the reality show that you guys are now seeing. That was I shot the special November twenty eighth. Post COVID, po- well, kind of, well, post quarantine, kind of. For thing. me, the special was post. I don't have any time in my life to do anything except, like, I didn't have time to look over these jokes. I didn't have, I didn't have the proper amount of time I want to prepare for the special. But um, that does not mean it's not great. Like, there's, you know, my special on Netflix, The Degenerates, which Andrew, thank fucking God, was there for and brought me my dress when I had forgotten <laughs> it in L.A. and got to be there for it. That set was insane. That was falling on. A time in my life where I was going off the rails, like the di- night before, suicidally, like crying, throwing myself on the floor. That special the next night, I am insane, but it's fun. It's a different energy to it. My perfect special was me so sober, toned down, working so hard on every little joke, had to be perfect. Like these are different, you know, little, um, I, and I just wonder though. You always have to act like everything you put out when you're promoting it is the best thing you've ever seen. And I'm so, like, I'm proud of this special, but I want to just talk about and be honest about, like, this special um, is not what I, is not exactly what I wanted it to be, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. And Here's the only thing with that is I think you're you're the artist. You don't necessarily want to um, stir the narrative of what, how people are going to perceive. Because if, yes. if I go, hey, look at this picture, dude. I look like dog shit. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're going to see dog shit. Even if you don't see dog shit. I guess I'm just trying shit. to get ahead of people on I get what stand-up you're comedy subreddit going like, it's you know not what? as funny as that will happen. That's going to happen I'm, regardless. I'm unsubscribing to stand-up comedy from uh, from Reddit as soon as my special comes out. And I'll subscribe again in like a year when <laughs> people maybe have forgotten about my special. But yeah, I, do, I just know... I know what I'm capable of as a comedian. And this is me doing something that I think, honestly, I say it in the special, but I hope young girls find this. It's almost like the show Real Sex was to me when I was growing up where I was like, I know this is naughty. I shouldn't be watching it, but I learned some stuff. Or Taxi Cab Confessions. Like, I learned things about human nature that when you sneak R-rated things, you learn. And this is something that I 
genuinely hope children sneak because <laughs> I'm not doing any harm. I'm not encouraging women to do anything that, that would not make them uh, like I'm, I'm talking about sex in a real way. Like I wish I'm not gonna, I might do this, have this as a running theme, but I think for my next special, it would be fun to call it. Um, uh, I, well, my next special, actually, I'm trying. I think I might, maybe not my next one, my next, next one, <laughs> I'm going to do all clean material and just call it C. I like that. And I'm not really going to call it C because that sounds too like, but like really like. Sounds like C, C for C cunt or something. Yeah. But no, but just like, no, I get it. Fucking you, clean stuff. Here you go, motherfuckers. That's what it's going to be called. Mom. But then there's no. Uh, Why don't you just call it C mom? It's not even for my mom. It's really like. It's for people who think I'm not capable. I've already started writing. Every day I write a clean joke about just like a thing. You know, like yesterday was like people giving me plants as gifts. Like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to write about that. Like, I'm going to, I'm consuming Gaffigan. I'm consuming Nate Bargatze. I'm consuming all these clean comics who I really look up to and realize like, oh, I can do, I can do this. Why am I, the reason percent. I'm not, I'm going to talk about it in my special. The reason I talk about dirty things is because that's what's interesting to yes. me. Yes. And, and the other stuff isn't, but I like to, Chris gave me the idea. I mean, he wants me to do an all topless special. So he's all over the place. Wouldn't it be funny to do a topless special and but have it be clean. my clean one? <laughs> yeah. That is like funny. It. That is funny. I These like tits are going to be great forever. And you'll finally get to see my favorite I, lip color. I think like the whole idea of, of clean versus dirty is just like, even if you write a clean joke, it can come from your darkest, most twisted brain. Yeah. And that's and that's you know that's all it's about you know that's what we it find fun. you can hard still for find me, though it's like same with me for sure there's a guy on I I follow or he's he's the best guy to teach you guitar on YouTube based on everyone's recommendation his name is Justin Guitar and he started learning guitar left handed so that he could experience difficulty again and like relate to his students that are struggling holding the pick. And so he talks about constantly his left-handed guitar experience, which is just like what, and he's an amazing accomplished guitarist on the right hand, but he's doing it the other way to learn. And I feel like for me, clean comedy is left-handed guitar. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm, I'm a master at what seemingly you would be able to put into it, but I, I've just never... I've never done it before. What's hard for me too is like I'll do a set and I'll have you know two or three clean jokes and no it'll go well. Yeah. And then you get that pop on From a dirty, dirty joke stuff. because I just think it's funnier too. And because they they love yeah. stuff, especially if you've given them like clean. So it's and then hard. It it's seems, hard. You know that's why peppering in the the f word. People love people love um like stuff because we're our job is to talk about stuff on there that we you know um that is. That people don't talk about normally. And now we got to go. And so I'm going to close with a little rap. This isn't my best rap, but you know, it's this and that. Luigi's sitting next to me. He's sad. He's always depressed. I got to take him for a walk today. That means I got to go get dressed. I can't really wear this out. I mean, I guess it's kind of fine. I got this shirt from a rental company. Um, it probably costs $49.99. Would I pay for that retail? Hell fucking no. It's just a shirt that says Blondie that's made to look retro. My shorts I got from a tanning place when I was waiting um, for my booth to be clean. They have a whole retail section and... 
the stuff, you know what I mean. It was overpriced and they caught me. They said it, it's on sale for 40 bucks. I was like, those shirts, shorts that used to be 120, 40 bucks, that's a steal. So I didn't steal them, but I bought them because sometimes it convinces me that I'm getting a deal even when they purposely mark something up and then they take it down. That's real. That's real. That's what they do. I really got to go. I don't know why I'm talking about shorts when I started talking about my flow. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yo, is this thing on? It is. <laughs> yeah, is this thing on? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's real on. <laughs> you could hear me. All right, let's break it down. Yo, this is my dog. No, it's not. This is Marion. I'd like to crumble her up, make her liquefied, and shoot it like heroin. Wait, are you done? That's all you need yeah, to do. That was fucking yeah. good. Don't even try to beat Woo. that. Dude, Dude, that felt pretty good. <laughs> I mean, flowing does feel good because it just, you know what it forces you to do is be creative quickly. And, and turn to not your brain th- off. And to turn Actually, your brain yeah. off and just go for the easiest rhyme. Noah, do you want to try it? Hell no. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to M, our bestie. If you want to be a guestie, a bestie guestie, please uh, write to the podcast um, on our Instagram. You can DM us. Tell us what the story. If there's something that we talk about on the show and you go, I actually have insider info on that, reach out to Noah, uh, submit your story, and maybe we'll interview you on besties as guesties. And uh, we have a show for you tomorrow. Don't don't you think we don't. Uh, Don't be cut. And check a Mississippi. I gave up on mine. I, I said Jack Lanner. I said Jackson. Oh wow! I didn't even do the N because I was listening to you and I turned off my brain. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show.